Dateline. No, 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 no. Well, you get it right. It's Dateline, September 10, 2011. Hi, I'm Anthony Simmons, and this is the Australia Desk. It is indeed for episode 164, we think, because we haven't got internet connection here, folks. But uh, welcome back to the Australia Desk. Coming to you this week from the PCDU mobile studio. We're set up here at Coldstream Airport in Victoria for the uh, Mission Aviation Discovery Day. And uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, hasn't been the best day for an air show, guys. It's been a bit wet and woolly. It's been uh, rain off and on, low cloud, occasional sunshine, cold, wind. Melbourne, but, spring. But they did have free sausages. Only at the end, after oh. a few of us had paid for them. Look, 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 don't talk about food, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we didn't mean to rub it in, Steve. <laughs> but how are you going, Steve? <coughs> yes, down 16 pounds so far for our Americans. Or, uh, What's that in Australian dollars? Yes, yes. I think it depends on the exchange rate. It's about 74 pence to the dollar. <laughs> yes, <laughs> at seven and a half kilos. Only about three tonnes to go. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get into that uh, light sport aircraft very soon, mate. Yes, yes, light. Never a word that's been associated with, with me, but uh, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Ansett Airlines. Now, uh, of course, we don't talk about them much because they actually perished on the same day that uh, the World Trade Centre's perished uh, by sheer coincidence. And uh, uh, it's been 10 years, but uh, finally the uh, receivers that have been working very hard for all of this time have managed to get back a uh, final settlement uh, for uh, entitlements that were owed to their workers to the tune of 97 cents in the dollar owed. So a uh, pretty good result, even though it's taken a long time. I think it's actually testament to the administration process that uh, was undertaken with ANSET that they have achieved such a fine result for their employees rather than uh, doing what the initial plan was, was have a rapid fire sale at the collapse of ANSET and uh, the employees were only looking at potentially getting their entitlements in in the vicinity of 30 to 35 cents in the dollar. Exactly. If they had have done a fire sale straight after uh, ANSET went under, then uh, it was depressed market, airlines were in trouble post 9-11 and then there was the SARS, the birds flew, all those kind of uh, problems that kept people from flying. But now things are picking up again, even with the GFC, and it's been a lot easier to sell uh, assets such as their simulator centre and so on. Well, in addition to uh, the three of us being here, of course, Anthony Simmons, the infrequent flyer, who's uh, stolen my studio and uh, we managed to track it down and we've, he's set it up here. He's done a good job. We've also got uh, Ben Ippolito with us, who does the air traffic control segment on our uh, program. Uh, ben, uh, you've flown Anset in the past? I, I have flown Anset only once or twice, though, being a little bit younger than other members of the podcast here. I'm, I'm the damn web of the group. Such <laughs> as myself, who's sitting here, who's uh, done from Sydney to Adelaide return in the uh, cockpit of a 727 with ANSET. Uh, my company that I was working for actually paid for me to get those tickets to go back and forth and suit straight after takeoff in Sydney, I went forward and never came back. Now I can tell you through a uh, family connection now, I actually grew up in a family that was associated with um, Australian Airlines or Trans-Australian Airlines, so I have never, ever flown a handset because that was just forbidden. But uh, Anthony, uh, with your, your job, I mean, you've spent a lot of time doing a lot of business travel. Uh, yes. So I guess you would have flown around ANSET in the past. How were they as an airline? How would you rate them? Well, predominantly the flying I did with ANSET was more for recreational, for on holidays, vacations and such like. But I actually found them a very good airline. Their standards of service were comparable to both uh, to Qantas. And all in all, I'd say they did a very, very good job. And I think it was a shame and a disappointment that they closed and closed in the fashion in which they did. The shut down literally overnight. Well... Uh they were in trouble for a while and uh, then they had the uh, hassles with their 767s, some uh, paperwork and maintenance issues that got them grounded. It was, uh, they grounded all the ANSET 767s but not the, uh, the whole of the fleet uh, nor all of the other ANSET aircraft. 
but that caused a lot of problems for them and it wasn't long after that that uh, they tried to get sold to Singapore Airlines but that got blocked at a political level Air New Zealand came in and by that stage it was pretty much a, a big disaster Air New Zealand apparently back then government run stripped out a lot of assets uh, then uh, ANSET went belly up I seem also to recall, even though I am the infrequent flyer and know nothing about the aviation industry, that uh, ANSET had a long history of ongoing problems in regards to maintenance because of the wide range and variety of aircraft that they used. There wasn't a standard for the fleet, it was literally they bought whatever they wanted at the time, which had an impact in parts, maintenance, inventory stocks that needed to be maintained, and that certainly didn't help the bottom line. Yeah, training and currency was always an issue for them. I think at uh, one stage they had uh, probably about seven different aircraft types. I heard that quoted recently. And uh, yeah, that does have a big flow-on effect because you've got to train crews to operate uh, on all those different aircraft. And that, that's always going to be a very, very costly exercise. Not impossible, but, uh, you know, for our American listeners, um, you know, where you've got a huge population, uh, you know, probably the, the economy there can support... Um, you know, a much larger range of aircraft flying within an airline. But here in Australia, where we've only got, uh, well, probably less than 20 million people at the time that airline folded, uh, that's always going to be a, an issue. Ben, you're a commercial pilot as well, an air traffic controller. So that's, I mean, you, I think you were looking at the airlines at one stage. Did you ever look at ANSET? They had a pretty good training I, scheme going. I was actually going to be an ANSET, ANSET boy. If I had have had applications in with the two, my choice would have been for ANSET. But back to what Anthony said about the, the various types and things that they had, they did also have the, the uh, three-crew 767 experiment. Correct. That um, the airline in the world doing because, because of the Because of the engineers' union, they had to uh, put that engineer station on there in what is essentially a two-crew aeroplane because it's designed that way. So um, they, they had that experiment, and then at great expense of the airline, they com- slowly converted all those aircraft back over. But anyway, I mean, it's, it's a good thing that, uh, you know, I mean, the uh, receivers there, Corda Mentor, I mean, they have been working, uh, you know, for a decade now. Uh, to get that result, and I think that's the best they're going to do. They've, you know, had to sell off a lot of assets and uh, and, and try and get as much value back as they can. Many former staff that have been uh, interviewed in the media this week all seem pretty pleased with that result. Um, you know, there was uh, quite an emotional time, and of course, it didn't make a lot of news headlines at the time because of the events of se- uh, September 11. Obviously, uh, overtook that, but uh, yeah, I think a really good result, and I think uh, most people will be happy with that. Yeah, it is a shame that Anset went. It's great that they've got their money back, but you're right, Veggie. That was a really weird experiment having those. Uh, flight engineers on the 767 I spent a little time on their cockpit and mate the guys sitting there with one screen and a keyboard and a few buttons and yeah it was really odd especially when you're flying on other people's 767s and have seen them doing it all as just two pilots so I don't know that that uh, helped anything uh, would have made it a lot more expensive and also made it very hard for them to get rid of those aircraft afterwards that's absolutely right. Well, uh, guys, I tell you what, I think we're going to have to uh, pack the uh, mobile studio up here before we freeze to death. It's, <laughs> I reckon it's, uh, what do you reckon, uh, sub 10 degrees here today for Celsius, so it's uh, it's very cold, particularly after being in Oshkosh where it was about 300 degrees in the shade. And even though it was mentioned briefly at the start, I, I think it would be appropriate that we do say that all of us are thinking of our cousins across the pond in America on the 11th of September. This is, of course, the 10th anniversary of that terrible, tragic occasion. Uh, of which Australia has been inextricably linked. And uh, I can only say, at least on my behalf and on behalf of the rest of the PCDU boys, that our thoughts are with you. Uh, That's very true, Anthony. Uh, Thanks for joining us here today. And, uh, Ben, thank you for sitting in. We haven't had a segment out of you for a while, so it's, uh, you know, we have to uh, get you back and working, mate. Yeah, so I'm going to have to uh, get some time off and uh, I'll be in the the, uh, PCDU North East studio shortly. (laughs) Okay, that wraps it up from the uh, the mobile studio here at uh, Coldstream, uh, the uh, Mission Aviation Discovery Day. Grant, 
We're back next week. Oh, very likely. Cheers, folks.